Welcome to the 71st episode of News Dump, brought to you by Summit Funding, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm Associate Editor Aaron Vantile, joined by Chronicle Editor-in-Chief Eric Schwartz and CT Publishing VP Franklin Delano Taylor. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. How'd you know my middle name? I, you know, just a lucky guess, I guess. Do you know what his, his middle name really is? Uh, he knows. James? Yeah. No. Chad? It's Angelic. Angel? Gabriel. Gabriel. Oh, Gabriel. That's not bad. Yeah. Pretty baller okay. name. Pretty good name. Yeah. Uh, fellas, it's Frankie Tuesday. G. Good memory, Frank- Eric. <laughs> Frankie G. <laughs> it's Tuesday, November 9th, and Veterans Day is just two days away. How are you guys celebrating? My birthday. Your birthday oh, is wow. November 11th. Wow, you have some nerves there. <laughs> <laughs> the cojones on this guy, jeez. Uh, stolen Valor alert. Um, happy congratulations. birthday. Yeah, happy early birthday. How old are you, 24? It's my Jordan year. Oh, wow, you're 23. I thought he was 45. I, yeah. It's the hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the Veterans Museum has something cool going on that day. Check your Chronicle community calendar. Uh, so everybody's planning their days these days. I, Shop local. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of good deals around town. I've seen is them. Is that on Thursday too? I've seen them on Facebook already. Is that on Thursday as well? What's no, the shop relevance? local Veterans Day specials. Ah, gotcha. Veterans Day <laughs> specials. Shop local. Big, big sale day. Get out a shopping cart. Oh, but, hey, you never know. All right. So you guys want to get into news, or do you have any other uh, off the cuff topics we need to hit? Mm. No, I got nothing off the cuff. It's all on the cuff. Pete Castor was just here. It was he great was. to see him. He was he walked he re- through the office. He refused to be on the podcast, citing contractual obligations. He said he is too big for this shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, said the kind of thing he's been saying for years, but now he means it. Yeah. yeah. So great to see Peter briefly. Yeah. Wonderful to see him. Uh, you guys ready for our, what is sure to be our wettest episode ever? I am. I, I, I don't <laughs> understand why you're so excited about this. <laughs> We're going to get soaked on this episode, Eric. <laughs> we are indeed. This is going to be downright damp in here. Oh, man. Just watch out for mold. Okay. That's <laughs> a lot of water-based topics in this episode. Um, our first it's fitting, one. because we're getting a big big storm tonight. It could flood. Yeah. Well, well not tonight, probably. Probably but. not. Also, I like the I like the weather update God, story from... Rain. Yeah, I think it was from Isabel that was just like, more crappy weather coming. Yeah, so it's really like uh, a bit of Russian roulette when you... Uh, or maybe that's not the correct term. It's uh, y- You're going to get either like a friendly, cordial meteorologist or a very grumpy meteorologist if you call the media line mm-hmm. and ask them about the weather. And on this particular day, <laughs> the gentleman really didn't want to talk to us about the weather. She was asking about river levels, and he said something to the effect of, uh, haven't you ever seen a gauge before? Don't you know where to look? <laughs> just like, <laughs> we were just like, ah, okay, well, is it going to... you know? get stormy he's like it's just november it's crappy man that's what it is <laughs> so, you know he's really going through it he's a like, look out your window guy. is it raining there you go why are you calling me props to isabel for uh even though she's a young reporter having knowing what to do with, with the quote when she heard the meteorologist say it's just crappy and it's cra- not like, crappier than normal just crappy you just bold that one and you're like that's in the what headline. we're going with <laughs> it's in the headline so our first water-based story uh, is Lewis County considers establishing a water banking program to address supply and permitting gaps. Pop quiz, who here can tell me what a water bank is? Or for that matter, how water rights work? Uh, I understand it, but I'm not going to explain it to you. Because that's not my job, Aaron. <laughs> that was also how I felt <laughs> reading this. Uh, water banks are broadly defined by the Department of Ecology as a moving water between buyers and sellers to where it is needed most. Water banks in Washington provide mitigation for new uses by setting aside a water right so it can be allotted to new uses that would otherwise impair existing water rights. I mean, it couldn't be any clearer, Aaron. So this, I understood this to be like, they're kind of like, 
public domain water rights? Uh, kind of. It's like, a, I think it's a way of, uh, you know, monitoring the resource that, you know, everyone needs. And so if you're a developer and you're coming in, you've got to show that you've got access to the water that you're going to need. And I think water rights help do that. I know it's also big in farmland as far as irrigating. Um, you, you, you could tell us more about that, Aaron, as, a, as an adenoid. Uh, yeah, you and I were discussing the other day, actually, about how... Uh, since I live along a river, I could just sell buckets of water to people, and mm-hmm. that would be an exercising of my water rights. C- correct. That's exactly how this <laughs> Un- works. Unpermitted water rights. And if you just start, you know, dipping buckets in and putting them out in your uh, shop, mm-hmm. that's a water bank, my just friend. Store them. All right, <laughs> that's a water bank. But if you can keep that water bank underground, yeah, to reduce evaporation, yeah. Even better. Even better. I'll just dump it straight on the ground. <laughs> I'm just going go to Even better. <laughs> I liked your description of it as a socialist scheme. Do you want to lay that out? Yeah. So, well, I was getting there. Uh, <laughs> way, to, way to jump to the end of the show notes. Jeez. But uh, County Commissioner... I guess straight to the happy ending. <laughs> County Commissioner Lindsey Pollock brought this idea up. They've got a firm helping them look at things. Uh, the firm looking at this said having additional water rights available through a bank could help hotspot communities like near Boisfort, PL, and the Birchfield development in Onalaska. Um, are those are those hotspots? Uh, I wouldn't call them hotspots in terms of like activity, more in terms of need of water. Okay. Um, anyway, this water bank consortium program is the Department of Ecology seems to think it's a good idea. And it seems like a lot of water rights are going to be available in 2025 when TransAlta closes down. So once again, let's just go bang on old man Transalta's oh, door. Oh no, not again! That man Give us your damn everybody. water rights. <laughs> I just hope we want your I- land. We want your dam. <laughs> now we want your water rights. <laughs> oh, poor old man Transalta. Um, so this is the government essentially purchasing a commodity and equitably distributing it to citizens who are otherwise unable to acquire it. And I, for one, cannot believe we're considering such a large and uh, popular socialist program. Mm. Little little soggy socialism, <laughs> you could call it. <laughs> oh, you, I'm sure you The first thing that, that comes to mind with me here is... Um, the golf course property mm-hmm. in Centralia. Does it have water rights? If it is a golf course, can we milk those water rights out of it? That's why I'm, I mean, if they don't have water rights, how do you how do you water a property like that? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're all out of our depth here. I, <laughs> ah, I see what <laughs> we you did should there. have had Eric Rosane in here to talk about this. But I recommended bringing him in. Is he still here? <laughs> Big water rights guy. I've <laughs> been excited about this story all week, and you still don't know what water banks are. Uh, it's too bad that we really tried to get Pete on to discuss the Pete's Lake situation, mm. which could be both a flood solution and a water bank solution. And rec- re- recreational opportunity. Could, yeah, you could do all kinds of fun stuff with that. Yeah, so anyway. Big old hole up near PL. That's our, uh, <laughs> our discussion on the county's water banking program, which could happen. Um, sounds like it might. Cool. Uh, it seems like it's like seriously, it's forward thinking at least. And uh, kudos to Commissioner uh, Pollock for bringing it up. Mm-hmm. And sounds like everybody's on the same page on this one. Yeah, um, we're all in the same boat. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of water rights, <laughs> gosh. Uh, the headline was with water rights pending for YMC, YMCA Mineral Lake property, some residents outraged by youth camp plans. So there's a meeting in Mineral about the proposed YMCA. Uh, Camp Crystal Lake situation out in Mineral. 
mm-hmm. uh, and the very same consultants from the county water rights party were at the meeting out there. You're talking about the phase one and the 20 phase plan by the Nisqually tribe to build a casino, correct? We're getting that. Stop <laughs> jumping to the end of I'm the damn I'm not jumping. Notes. I am not responsible for your jokes. <laughs> they, these are not <laughs> jokes. This was a concern. I read the story. The I edited it. I don't have to be paced by you. <laughs> You're throwing the whole podcast off. <laughs> we're going to be done in 15 minutes. Yeah, that was the goal. Um, anyway, so the concern is that the camp will use too much water. Uh, the presentation by the water scientist claims it will only use a tiny fraction of the amount of water replenished by rain, and most of that will go back into the lake or the aquifer, which the aquifer, that just means like it'll dump onto the ground, right? Or like an underground water source. Yeah, so the ground. I guess if you're if you're very simple, <laughs> the ground under the ground. This is the simplest podcast, uh, perhaps in the state, <laughs> sir. So some people at the meeting called this quote misinformation. Another resident called out. I can tell you for a fact that one of those numbers is grossly incorrect. I wish they would have expanded and been like which number. I think that there was some <laughs> like admittance in the story that the data that they were relying on is flawed in some ways. But that's going to be the case with water data. You, Unless you're taking it every day at the same time, at the same place. Yeah. Like, there's going to be some variation. And I think that was what was working some people up, um, in addition to, like, stuff they noticed that was wrong. Yeah. yeah. But on a whole, I think it was, you know, obviously it's a professional service. That it seems like they know report. a lot about water science, given that they are hydriol- hyd- hydrogeologists. Mm-hmm. Hydrologists. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, a bunch of people at the meeting just went to tell them to get the hell out of mineral, too, because that stupid summer camp on land that's already been bought will pollute and ruin everything. Wow. Where would you rank summer camps on things going in in your neighborhood that will pollute and ruin everything? I don't think summer camp for for the youth is that low on my totem. Uh, you got uh, so the, it's a community <laughs> yeah. of like t- two to three hundred people. So if something like this will make a big impact. It's not like saying we're going to have a uh, summer camp, for instance, here in Centralia. Maybe nobody even notices it, and that's that. It, it, I think what they're worried about that it's going to change the character of their town over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not going to poo-poo their concerns as far as that goes. I, don't, I wouldn't agree with them. I don't think it seems like a good thing um, to have somebody coming in and wanting to make use of your your stuff and you know putting money into the economy i'm sure when they're in town for the camps like yeah. there's upsides that maybe aren't getting the same voice as the downsides and look we've all been to the forest in winter and it's not like this camp is going to be occupied year round nope i would i would not I, w- assume. I wouldn't assume it's going to be there's not a lot of winter camps is what i'm getting at yeah, um, I like the direct nature of some of the comments. <laughs> the one where, and I'm sorry if this is on your list later on. Of Aaron, course it is, I, but go on. I know where you're going. I want to speak freely. No, that, I'm not going to the casino with this one. Um, just the one from Carmela Buffington, a mineral resident who is just straight up. Why don't you go somewhere else where it's easier? Anywhere but where you're not wanted. I mean, we don't want you here. A lot of us don't because it would ruin this community and it seems like it's hard for you because of the water issues. Why don't you go somewhere else? It's easier and you don't have a big impact on the community. It seems like for me, if I, when I hear that, it sounds like she does not want them there. I'm <laughs> getting the sense. Hot I'm take. getting the sense. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know if I fully way. understood that comment. <laughs> it feels that way. <laughs> So, anyway, the ultimate intention behind the camp's creation is to expose more youth to that pristine nature the residents love so. Um, the Nisqually tribe has donated $375,000 to the project, and the nonprofit intends to purchase a total of about 2,100 acres of forest from Forest Capsule Timber north of the lake, which uh, 
The land would be kept as working forest and could offer potential hunting and gathering space for tribal members. And so, yeah, it's not like, first of all, it's already privately owned property and the property owners can do whatever they want with it. Like that's a big part of what, uh, yep. That's that's where I fall personally on it is. Yeah. Like do whatever you want with it. It's there. Like, like don't call old man forecastle and be like, (laughs) (laughs) you will not make that with old man Transalta. Leave him alone. They're up in the, up in the hunting lodge. Probably. (laughs) I mean, if you listed off like other potential uses, like maybe a logging company coming in there or a developer of some sort with, you know, mansion houses. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know what's it's zoned for and what's possible there. You'd think a youth camp that's occupied during the summer would be pretty low on things they're opposed to. So it's like, maybe ask the opposition, what would you like here? And it, the answer is probably nothing. So yeah, I don't, don't think, think there's any changes that could be made to that land that would make them happy. Um, another quote I loved in this is one resident said, you make it sound like it's all sugar-coated and fun fairies and all this, but it's 400 campsites. And where does it stop? And then does a casino come in? Uh, I mean, where does it stop once you're there? It'll be tribal land. Uh, yeah, in an informal poll, just with talking with people, at least a couple of them thought that was a pretty racist comment. Um, just there's no there's no development plan here. It's just a it's just a camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, I don't know of many casino magnates that are looking to to invest in a 200 person community located in the backwater sticks of Washington. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and there is a bit of irony in claiming the tribe will take over the beautiful untouched <laughs> land and ruin it for the existing residents, uh, but. I digress. Happy, happy National Indigenous Peoples Month, by the way. Oh, that's some, that's some sharpness right that's there. Sharpness. Uh, not I like the way, I like the the way you, you. I like the way you put it, though. I mean, like, would you rather someone go out there and build a whole bunch of houses and log it? I don't know. Or build, like, a, gr- a cool something environment for the youth out there? Maybe they'd or have be happier. Or some kind of rule for the camp where, you know, would it make these guys happier if they almost had a guarantee that when they fill this campsite, they get to pull from their pool of youth first? To yeah. make sure all of their kids get into the camp, and before they go outside of their area, I don't know the reserved campsite or uh, <laughs> free reserved, camp. Like have, some, have some space the, dedicated to them. How many kids are in Mineral? I don't think a whole lot. Five? But I don't know. I, five. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something. Anyway, yeah. I think and we can't just ignore a lot of their concerns are the water. They want to make sure that their wells have water in them. And I think, again, yeah, that's, that's a, a valid legitimate concern. concern. So if you're on that, if they're showing that map up there and you know where the aquifer is and where the water is, and you see that your home is misrepresented or not represented, then that would, I mean, that's everything. Water's life, bro. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it's our most precious resource. They'd be hitting up the water bank hat in hand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that's our last uh, water-based topic. Uh, Oh, wait. No, we got one more coming up in a minute. Um, But first, we're going to talk about Centralia College's play. It features plague doctors, uh, plague doctor masks, and old-timey doctoring. It's called The Living, and it opens November 12th in the Corbett Theater at Centralia College. It's their first in-person show since March of 2020. And they decided to do the plague. March of 202. Yeah, Yeah, that was a typo in the notes. Um, Thank you for reading the notes, by the way. (laughs) Uh, The play is based on Daniel Defoe's A Journal of the Plague Years, and it's set in 1655 London. It tells about a communicable disease and features a number of townsfolk with grotesque infected boils on their faces, moments from death, claiming the plague is a falsehood propagated by the landed gentry. I can't wait. (laughs) It's exciting stuff. (laughs) I'm I'm voting now. 
the three of us have to go, have to go to this. I would like to go see this play. Actually, we are cool. over everything in terms of attending <laughs> things we promised to attend this together. One. So this well, one, Frank, this were, one's it. Frank, you were at Freedom Ween, right? I I, I could, did not know where to go. <laughs> no one told me where to go. Poor coverage on the newspapers. Uh, yeah. All right, we're doing it. We're going to this play. I will go see this play. I'll probably take Ty to see it. And Frank, you can come with us. Aaron will, Aaron will take his two kids to see a play. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, let's see. Next story. Lowe's Distribution Center opens in Winlock Industrial Park. And is this going to be subject to the same, but when can I shop at Costco questions that the proposed Costco distribution center got? Or do people realize there's not actually a Lowe's going in? I think most people realize it. I haven't heard anybody question that. Okay, I good. think it's been, you know, the building process has been long enough that you've been able to ask questions and realize you're not going to be able to wander in there and get some two-by-fours. Uh, so Penske Logistics, in partnership with Lowe's, has officially opened a new 1.2 million square foot distribution facility in the Winlock Industrial Park. They had their grand opening on Friday. The facility has 116 employees and is serving 30 Lowe's stores with plans to expand service to 63 stores by the end of next year. Uh, Senior VP for Penske, Pete Baer, spoke at the opening, saying, We're really proud to have the Lowe's-Penske partnership here in western Washington in beautiful Winlock, which for many of us, we did not know that Winlock was six... What... We did not know what Winlock was six or eight months ago. We do now, and we're very appreciative of the great support we've gotten locally. Uh, it's the largest facility in Winlock's industrial park, which is owned by Seattle's Benaroya, and is expected to facilitate exceptional growth in the Winlock area, which I think we've talked about for a while now. <laughs> Winlock, up and coming? Oh, it's down. My okay. biggest thing is I wonder how much stuff's going to be actually in the warehouse. Okay. Because you go to stores right now and some shelves are empty and 1.2 million square feet of space, I wonder how much of that is going to be filled with products. Well, there's a picture right there and there's not a Lumber. whole lot of stuff in it. But well, that was like the grand said, opening. They're ramping up too and they're going to double the number of stores that they're they're serving. So Was this also the same story we talked about um, last week or the week before about how many employees they said they would hire versus how many they did hire? Uh, I don't remember that discussion. I don't think we had that discussion. Is this, are you, was this your other podcast? You on another pod? I'm only on one podcast. I would never do that to you guys. <laughs> are you on Frank Talk? You would know about that. Frank Talk. Let's be Frank. Let's talk about With Frank Franklin. Fritz. Yeah, that 116 uh, total employees number is pretty impressive. Um, I imagine that'll make it more difficult for other similar warehouses to, to get work. I know uh, UNFI has been holding a lot of, um, that's over in the Port of Centralia, they've been holding mm-hmm. a lot of hiring events and, I mean, looking for 100 employees or so. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's going to continue to be a challenge. Uh, the biggest news out of this, yeah, there was... Sound like an easy task. Yeah. There was photos, including all the local dignitaries lined up for one, and... We got to ask the question, fellas. Is Lindsey Pollock taller than Peter Abarno? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I'd say the, the evidence is quite clear. It looks like she's got an inch or two on him. Uh, we've got heels, though, possibly. Well, I mean, you I was tell talking me, on a bar, about a bar. Yeah, I was going to say, you tell <laughs> me Peter kidding. doesn't stuff his shoes. <laughs> just kidding. I, there's uh, only one way to determine if, if we can get them both to agree to it a measuring contest. <laughs> Can he? Does this hurt his reelection chances? And can he get <laughs> Why taller? Why would it? Can he get taller before campaign season? Aaron goes there with it. Why well, he's just singling out? The question people are asking here: Does he perhaps need a taller campaign manager? People are people are asking. <laughs> um, I'm shorter than both of them. It's just a, just an, I think I probably am too. Just an interesting <laughs> observation from the uh, the visuals from this beautiful story. 
Yeah, I was what more. What if we did that? What like if that was the... a stat next year on all of the debates? Like, please, in your opening an, sentence, please let us know how tall you are. It should be in every voter's guide. You every voter's guide. Yeah, it should be. It should be like a baseball card. Yeah. It yeah. Have stats. Stats. All of it. I like how they used. Is that like stacks of washing machines to to hang the grand opening sign above? Cool. The columns are like built from from products. Very, very, <laughs> hey, very practical. Use it, use it if you got it. <laughs> no, it was a textbook ribbon cutting ceremony. I mean, it looked like it looked like an awesome. Yeah, it, it was. It was good. It was a good event. Have you ever seen one where the ribbon doesn't cut? I have not. I saw the coolest one was when the steel building opened up and they used a chainsaw to cut the ribbon. Mm, yeah, that's a good call. Or the the uh, Mellon Street Twin Transit site, they didn't they put a ribbon between two buses and like back them apart? <laughs> yeah, <they were> <laughs> something like that. That's cool. I'm not sure they did that, but I want to say they did. If they did, props. I think they might have. Props. Uh, okay, rank rank the ceremonies. Uh, giant check, ribbon cutting, groundbreaking with golden shovels. They are all on the same level of I would prefer not to do any of them just because mm. they're great for the participants. I understand that and they're good. But for us, it's like we like some variation and creativity. So um, I, I think journalists would much prefer like this opening, maybe getting a tour of the day. It's first day it's operational and getting photos yeah. and interviewing people. Um, so I put them all on the same. I will accept them on occasion, <laughs> but we try to, to do our own stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Imagine this though. Those so shovels, no they're all. really not actual real golden shovels. They're just painted? They're just painted shovels. God, and the checks aren't real either. Checks aren't real either. <laughs> Kilgore told me that, and I had no idea. Well, I knew they weren't real checks. Did you think you took them, like, the giant check? And no, I have you that. seen I've Semi-Pro seen... with Will Ferrell? Yeah. They won't take this check. I've Go to Happy a bigger Gilmore. bank. But no, Kilgore told me that they, like, he, he had a job for a while with Title Guarantee, like, presenting the big checks for things, because he's a big guy. And uh, small check. To that he guy. told me it's just one check, and they keep like just like wiping it down with Windex. Oh, they clean it. <laughs> it's just it's a reusable. Check. It's a reusable. Yeah. Check. See, I didn't know either. <laughs> so you thought they just had like a giant checkbook? I thought. Well, I mean, like, they just did you pull off? I the, thought maybe they went to the our friends at SignPro, and, and yeah, I thought you maybe know. maybe Mike whipped them up a really nice sign, and then next time they needed one, they had Mike make a new one. Yeah. Yeah. And if you need a big check, can SignPro do that? Absolutely, SignPro can do We'd that. We'd love to make you a big check. Yeah. Bring him in. Come in here and get a big. I might come get one anyway. I, I'm kind of thinking about it now. Yeah, the Ty's next birthday. He's getting a big check for ten bucks. It's, <laughs> but, it's but, not but, real. But he, but he can't cash it. Yeah. So Franklin, mention the podcast. Get your sign half off. Yeah, mention this. Mention the <laughs> podcast. Get your sign at cost. <laughs> oh, wow, ooh, what a deal! But Franklin will come talk with you about it. But I will. No, oh, yeah. we, we go. We, we make a deal for everybody. Mm-hmm. But if okay, first person that actually comes and lets us make a large check. They will get some kind of discount. Yeah, because that sounds like a. We've fun done it before. There's a few back there, but it's been a while. I'm thinking because of their reusable nature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the commercials where they they chew the gum too long. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, they keep using these checks too long. Oh. <laughs> uh, next item, our last water story: uh, court grants injunction barring development in the Middle Fork water and sewer system. Now, this is the kind of spiteful small-town issue coverage we need our local newspaper for. <laughs> um, this is a story about connection fees and districts and courts and water rights. It's like if you remade the movie Chinatown but took out all the sexy parts. Uh, one quote I loved was from County Commissioner Sean Swope on the issue, who said, Water District 2 is refusing to play ball and that they believe they're right. But what is right when you're delaying development and hurting your neighbors? Um, he threw that out there. Yeah, I thought it was appropriate. I actually think it, it is appropriate. It sounds I, like I believe they're, it. they're trying to fleece the county, or rather the the uh, the Middle Fork water and sewer system, 
um, with an outrageous fee. Uh, Eric Rosane wrote that the fee in question is a $5,200 individual sewer connection charge. District 2 in Onalaska is leveraging over Middle Fork residents. Middle Fork, overseen by Lewis County, is a wholesale user of District 2's wastewater treatment facility and argues the fee is too high. Um, blah, blah, blah. I said that the essentially makes the, the cost of uh, connection fee total between nine dollars and $10,000 for a new home, which mm-hmm. that's outrageous. Yeah. But they won't even tell them, according to the reporting, why they need that extra money. It's just like floating <laughs> it out there. Like, well, let's throw an extra three or 4000 on it. What you don't know won't kill you. <laughs> exactly. It might kill your checkbook. It'll kill your checkbook. Uh, you know, anytime I hear sewer, I just wish we had our expert here, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Kyle McCarricker. He is a big-time sewer boy. He's a big-time sewer guy. Yeah. Yeah, the county says that they think that that total is about twice as much as they should be paying, just to scale it for you. You know, guys, it sounds like those high sewer connection rates and water connection rates could really drive up the cost of building your own home. Mm -hmm. And if you're having trouble with that, you need to talk to a finance expert. But I don't know one. Let me tell you, (laughs) I do. His name's Jason Gillespie. Jason. You can call him over at Summit Funding. He is He's the best. He's the home loan expert. Uh, you know, you go in there and be like, Jacek, ah, man, I, I want to build this beautiful home, and the sewer rates, are just, they're just too high. Can you, can you finagle the numbers for me? You think he could float me a water loan uh, he, for the You bank? know what? He's probably got water rights just falling out of his pockets, mm-hmm. that guy. <laughs> just flush with water rights and sewer <laughs> connections. He knows how to grease all the wheels. Uh <laughs> No, but yeah, call up Jason Gillespie at Summit Funding. Uh, he'll hook you up with everything you need, explain the process. He could probably even tell you how water rights work. Something would, none of us obviously. That, that is true. That is actually. I want to be clear. I know how they work. I just, I'm not going to tell you guys. It's pretty scientific. He doesn't want to get into it right now. A lot now. of terms, big words. Yeah, like we that. don't have that much time on the podcast for yeah. you to detail, exactly. give exactly. a detailed explanation of water rights. But Jason Gillespie probably could. <laughs> so give him a call uh, at Summit Funding. His Office number, 360-330-4037. You can send him a fax of, like, a picture of a water right, probably. Schwartz, mm-hmm. you probably you probably faxed him over your explanation of water you rights. Can, yeah, you can fax him a picture of where your water uh, rate, where your water should be. Yeah, send him a picture of some dirt and be like, what if this was wet? Mm-hmm. Uh, 360-205-4099 is his fax number. Of course, you can email him, Gillespie Team, G-I-L-L-I-S-P-I-E Team, at summitfunding.net. Or stop by his office, 1616 South Gold Street in Centralia. And of course, use promo code NEWSDUMP and get a two-for-one deal on water rights. <laughs> two-for-one deal on water rights? Yeah, I, they're everywhere, Whew. man. Buy one right, get two free. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tales from the Takes page, you guys ready? Sure. Uh, Brian Mitke channels his inner Russ Money in this one, titled This One's for the Birds of Lewis County. And he tries to debate... Uh, what would be the official bird of Lewis County? And I will run through his suggestions and then take suggestions from you two. Uh, the first one, obviously, the yard bird. He's also got the sunbird on there, uh, the Winlock egg, the Toledo River Hawks slash the Winlock Cardinals, and he's also got Cardinal Glass. None of these, you will notice, are actual birds. Mm-hmm. The yard bird's not a bird? It's a bird, but it's not like a living, like a breed of bird. That is true. I've I never mean, seen it. I think that was the whole point of his column, though, right? He was, yeah, having, he was having fun with it. He was, he was taking a us on a walk. Out there. All right, uh, what's your bird? Uh, I would nominate longtime on Alaska resident Bird Stanley. Oh, man. Yeah. It's a very good reference. Mm-hmm. That's um, a pull. 
I was <laughs> like that whole column was interesting to me. I mean, it was it was fun, you know, just to to consider all the funny things. But his whole lead-in was about how New Zealand had a contest for like bird of the year, and Brian wrote the birds lost. Yeah, <laughs> it was a they, bat. They picked the bat, and then I also learned that there there's only two native mammals in New Zealand. Is it the Tasmanian devil? And uh, I don't know. Oh, man. that's in Tasmania, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was just amazed, though. I mean, I think we take our abundance of land mammals for granted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what's your bird? Uh, is, it the, is it the Birdman of Lewis County? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. the Birdman of Lewis County. It was the Birdman of Chehalis. You know, are you, you know about this story? No, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly. This was like what thirties, forties. I, mean, I thought it was like the later than that. Enlighten me. 30s, 40s, somewhere in there. Someone in Chehalis reported to the newspaper that they had spotted a bird man flying in the air um, with like metallic. <laughs> <laughs> I found our culprit. Good, that was good. Uh, flying in the air. Anyways, it, it came during that time of like flying saucers being seen at Mount Rainier. There was like a big interest in aliens and that kind of thing. Like two days later, there was another bird man spotted in Longview. And anyways, I took a deep dive down this, uh, and then it turns out, if you, if you flip to the end of the, the Google scroll there, it's uh, it was like a hang glider, like one of the early hang gliders, and nobody <laughs> knew what they were. But yeah, you go ahead and Google Birdman of Shalis, and he shows up on the same sites as like Sasquatch and Chupacabra and all that. That is awesome. Yeah. All right. Would be trippy um, if you didn't know what a hang glider was, though. Yeah, if you've never seen one before. <laughs> if you've never seen one, I'd I report, could just imagine I'd, that. Yeah, the Birdman of Cascadia is what it is on online. So, all right, yeah, look into it. My favorite bird, though, would probably be the yardbird. God, that's mine. When I first moved here at like 17, that is such a jarring thing to see as you're like driving around looking for open yeah, apartments. Like a big and you're ass just bird. Like, what the hell? Can is, I live in that? What the hell is this? Just like <laughs> jerked off to the side of the road. To and go is check it, it out. true? The bird used to open up and mm-hmm. they could park a helicopter in there? It's true. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there also used to be a, a different bird statue that was like a more like shaped like a human, like standing on its back legs. And <laughs> is like, that the it, one that burned up? Yeah, caught on fire and burned. Yeah, it so down. On, how did it catch on fire? There's a photo there of it burning, and there's a picture of the helicopter going right into the bird's butt. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. That's like some that's some James Bond stuff right there. Yeah, he, that's what he would do. <laughs> he would fly that helicopter yeah, right, into fly this right into the right into the bird cave. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Frank, do you want to talk about coffee? You, you had a, a note earlier that you I were a lost big coffee in, guy. I, I gained an hour of sleep. It's, 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 it's earlier for me. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I'm tired, wh- where do I go? What do I do? I, I wish you could suggest to me a local coffee stand that also could give me some local news. Oh, man. You, you're not thinking of Lewis County Coffee Company, are you? Is that what I'm thinking of? That is what you're thinking I'll of. I'll be damned. You're telling me they have not only the best coffee in Lewis County, but also the best news in Lewis County? But also County? the best news source. <laughs> Knock me over with a it's, feather it's and then be, wake me back I, up again with I mean, a cup of Lewis County You've coffee. probably seen it. Everyone's talking about this. Oh, yeah. I actually have seen it all over my feed. It's a good yeah, deal. it has. It is a great deal. Yeah, if, uh, if you're not aware, Lewis County Coffee Company and The Chronicle have partnered. And um, if you want to pick up a free copy of The Chronicle, and you can just go buy yourself a nice hot drink or a cold drink at any of their... How many stands are they up to now? 12? I mean, they're everywhere. Okay. They're everywhere. Yeah. I see them everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. What a Just Google success them. story. Google them. So um, I'm excited about that partnership. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, more people need to read the Chronicle while drinking coffee. It's, I, I agree. It, it's, it, it's, name, it's, name a better duo. It's the only place <laughs> I go now to get my coffee. Yeah. Uh, I was always a fan of gas station uh, coffee, and that was because surprise, I could pick up surprise. a copy of the Chronicle there. But now that I can get quality <laughs> coffee and a copy of the Chronicle, 
They're going to be seeing me. I could imagine you getting They're a cup gonna of be seeing. gas station coffee and then sitting in the parking lot in your car drinking it and being like, ah, uh, that is kind of what I've done for years. And, and literally when I'm getting the Aaron, coffee. that's actually exactly what he does. When I'm getting the coffee, I always think, this is the coffee I deserve. Like, I don't deserve a $7 vanilla latte. Like, I need the ground still swishing back and forth. You need the 75-cent cup with, like, six pumps of the gallon jug of no, syrup. You're just happy if it's if it's lukewarm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the stuff I was drinking, but not anymore. I'm a Lewis County coffee man. <laughs> that's now. the coffee you deserve. Yeah. Now that they got the Chronicle, I'm going to go there. It's yeah, a great deal though. It is cool. I think it's every and it's uh. It's, that's kind of a, like a depressing story. <laughs> it looks this like, is the coffee I deserve. <laughs> I deserve. I think they get it early too. So like, if your uh, subscriber, for instance, right now comes in the mail, you might not get your paper until later in the day. Yeah. Um. You just pick one up too. You yeah. Well, one. I mean, you're yeah. not going to have coffee every day, but when you do, get yourself some news. Or if you do get a coffee every day, yeah. Go where the bang for the buck is. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Does your coffee stand give you a newspaper when you go? It it does not. It does I often, not. I, as you know, I'm some of the, something of a hermit. <laughs> um, but now I this deal encourages me to leave the home. Absolutely. All right. Uh, it's time for tales. For, oh, we already read that part. Oh, boy, look at me messing up the notes. Yeah. Uh, People's Champion of, of the Week, you had a suggestion, Schwartz. Uh, Susan Ingram? Yeah, I did. Uh, Susan Ingram, uh, I believe, living out near PL, but longtime Lewis County resident and um, businesswoman, passed away last week at the age of 69 of uh, COVID-19. Um, but she lived just a like wonderful life. Um, just reading the comments on the story has really like brought that to light. Even like uh, Roseanne's story did as well. But she was like the go-to person if you didn't have a dress, if your dress didn't fit. She was just this prolific seamstress, um, and by all accounts, just a very fantastic woman. She um, was so talented. Yeah, I know Malin's taken a couple things there where it's like uh, Malin had to wear it like the next day. It's like and word of like, mouth. I have everyone no, I have knows. Nowhere to you go. send them to Sue. Yep, and, and one person was like. Go see Susie's. So we drove in there, and she's like, I'll get this done for you. Just hang out. And within, like, 15 minutes, we were out of there. And she was the nicest person we've ever She also did the dress for success where if you were trying to get a job interview but maybe didn't have nice enough clothes, um, she would hook you up mm-hmm. and make sure you look good for your for your interview. Um, she helped girls with prom dresses and the whole nine yards. So um, Mr. Rosane uh, talk, spoke with her husband, uh, Sol, and uh, we put together – a story um, that was in Tuesday's edition, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a good read. It's a sad read, um, but I think it was a, a good way of honoring her, which I think was uh, what Soul wanted when he reached out to us. Cool, yeah, very cool. Uh, burn of the week. I had a suggestion. Um, you guys can chime in with your own as well. No, yours is good, but uh, <laughs> burn of the week goes to Ty, my son, who celebrated his thirteenth birthday on Saturday. He's also the editor of the Chronicle's kids section, and he found the associate editor stencil under my name outside the sports office. On the window. On the window, and he covered it up with sticky notes, so now I am the ass editor. (laughs) (laughs) God, he got him good. Got Got me good. Just dunked on me, as usual. Yeah, that was a good one, and we we love that Ty is the kid Chronicle editor, and you have it on your notes here, but I'm going to mention it anyways. We're going to have another edition of that later this month, and then we hope to do them regularly, so he did a great job with the last one. He was in the office 
and he said he was talking to the bosses, and he mm-hmm. was meeting with he was meeting with Corey in there. And I asked him how it went over, and he said he was signing copies of the Chronicle and handing <laughs> and handing them out to other kids in his school. Was it against their will? He was he was signing. Shake it. Voicing like, them upon you want me him? to sign that for you? You want the, you want the man's signature? <laughs> what a what a power move! Awesome. He's a good writer too, uh, and I enjoyed his takes on local establishments. I'm interested to know where he's going to go. He hit up uh, the Quesadilla Factory, mm-hmm. and he hit up uh, Insert Coin. And he gave. I was to give him a numeric review to his reviews. Seven out of ten. They yeah, were. They're both pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. good. Did he go to the pub? Uh, that's what I was thinking. That was what I was driving at. Where Where should we send him next? You know, uh, he's the talking hub? about uh, Tacos El Rey. <laughs> okay. Oh, that'd be a good one. Um, and uh, maybe maybe Thorbex for their batting cages yeah, or something. That's so. a good one. There's a, yeah, if you have a suggestion of a place you want Ty to go, um, I don't know, text him or something. Get, get that boy a Twitter account so he can dunk on I you in real time. I'm not getting him a Twitter account. That sounds <laughs> awful. Uh, let's see. Sirens Banger of the Week. This one comes out of Portland. Uh, Schwartz, you threw this on there. Yeah, this was one of my uh, online specials. Uh, not everything that gets posted. I'd say probably about half of what gets posted to Cronline actually makes it to the paper. Um, mm-hmm. All our local stuff, but we've got lots of reasons for you to come by Cronline.com, including these crazy crime stories. So um, basically, um, I'll just read it. A Portland man is facing felony charges after stealing a pickup tr- truck, driving away, and trying to shake loose the truck's owner who hung from ladders mounted to the vehicle's roof. The truck's owner was working on a billboard using the vehicle's attached ladder early Wednesday in downtown Portland when he noticed the man rummaging through his stuff. The owner tried to get down, but the the suspect drove off before he could. And anyways, this ended up going... Like on, like onto highways all through downtown Portland, it, with this poor dude stuck up top. That is terrifying. It is. Yeah. That is so scary. I know. It would be something to see. <laughs> it and, would be something to see. Uh, yeah, and then I guess he eventually got his way down to the bed of the truck, and then was able to bail out at some point. So, but they eventually arrested the not gentleman who stole, stole his work truck. <laughs> it's one thing to go through someone's car. Yeah, to steal when, it with him on top. With of him it. on top of it. Are those my sunglasses, Franklin? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I, you didn't have a ladder on there. It was free pickings. Yeah, crime's not funny, and we, I think we don't do a well, science banger I mean, in the month every week. From now on, we're going we're gonna to save it for non-tragic things. Well, yeah. You, you like, po- like poking fun at people at their lowest, and, you know, I understand that, but I'm just not that type of guy. And I don't think Franklin is either, But have if we, I may speak for you. But have we had some moments <laughs> yes, that I, I am reluctant to say were kind of funny? Yeah, that's true. I, my favorite was the guy that, I can't remember the situation, but like out on Centralia Alpha Road and drunk and crashed his car and came out and tried to fight the cop and was like, you won't, you won't. <laughs> cop arrested him anyway and like peed in the cop car or something. You that won't. was a wild ride. You won't. Uh, One of my see. highs is still the the man got, that got beat by the loaf of bread. I, I knew we, you were going to go with that. We still <laughs> do not know, and it bothers me that we do not know the type of bread used. Yeah, really it, it, it makes a big difference. If he's just like swinging a loaf of sourdough at him or yeah. if he's beating him with a baguette, you know. Mm-hmm. You hurt somebody with a baguette. Yeah. baguette. That's a weapon. Mm-hmm. That's a weapon. Prisoners if, sharpen those, turn them into shanks. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. <laughs> uh, you guys ready for some comments of the week? Sure. Uh, let's see. I don't know if I am. These are only Facebook comments now, as the comment system is still, uh, you know, on on it's hold. It's maintenance, my friend, and everyone assumes that it's just the story they're looking at that you can't yeah. comment on. <laughs> it's so the entire website we're working on. Right. It. We might want to update that message or something. Maybe just not have comments. I don't know. 
I look at was, like the Olympians comments lately and all it is is bots trying to get you to, you know, I, I met my lover thanks to Dr. So-and-so in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Please click this link. Go on. <laughs> okay. And you click that link and it's but, like, that is not yeah. the guy. But that was, that's all it is. <laughs> this guy's not a doctor. Know. All I have to do is download this, this Are, application of my laptop. I feel like we, you should have to pass some sort of aptitude test and get a commenter's take license. The, take the touring test. Yeah. Some sort of, and you get a commenter, chronicle commenter's license. And <laughs> at that point you can, you can comment. Which you, we will laminate. Yeah. Chronicle. You have to wear it around your neck while you're browsing. <laughs> it's uh, just a selfie. That was <laughs> actually that was actually one of the comments. It was quite a few articles on the website are now commenting is currently disabled for all users. Not interested in discussion, it seems. Uh, let's the see. The irony of that one being like he's posting that on our Facebook page <laughs> under yeah. the story. <laughs> it's just yeah. He's, uh, he he just discussed it. Right. Uh, so one of the story, one of the comments was on CC's The Living Play. The story about that. You have to educate was, me on this one because I didn't get where the person was coming from. Uh, he said, "This is wrong on so many levels: discrimination, fear, hate, and hypocrisy all rolled into one play." Still shaking my head. Good luck with your play. It's worth noting <laughs> that he, at least he wished them luck. It's worth noting that this play is based on the writings of the same guy who wrote Robinson Crusoe. So it's been around a while. Yeah. This is not like this was published last week. What, what would anger this person? Because I don't understand that. Do they think that it's like drawing, com- obviously drawing comparisons to current times and making them into the boiled covered person that's saying there is no plague? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I don't know. I didn't get it at the time. Um, I, I Just given this guy's comment history, I have the feeling he has not read the original text. Um, and I just, I just appreciate. You know, it's a negative comment, but he comes out on top. You know, good, good luck, luck with your play. play. Yeah, good. Like he, he calmed himself down. He meant that. Yeah, that he was not a sarcastic out. good luck. He worked meant it out in it. real time. It was a real good luck. Uh, let's see. On a story about the COVID vaccine giving you longer immunity than having COVID, this comment says, "Do tell us who did the study, and that will tell us more about the fake science behind the pandemic." Any college, university, political entity, pharma outfit, CDC. WHO entity, UN entity, media news entities who did the study can be discounted as biased and fake. What does that leave? I don't know. Where do you get your science if the not dark from... corners of the internet. <laughs> I don't know. Is it the um, same person? Their cover photo on Facebook is a, is a tube of ivermectin. I have to be honest. I don't <laughs> pretend to know everything about the pandemic or that every study that's put out is correct. But it used to bother me some comments like that when front end of this pandemic. I don't even see them anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, it's kind of like scroll. Oh, this one looks like they're actually making a point, and I'll read it. And then the next comment was just lies, lies, lies. Well, yeah. Um, this comment comes well, from. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's expected. <laughs> this comment from, comes from a live video of WFS beating Mark Morris in the football playoffs. The comment just says, We are going to state Forks football. We rock. Congratulations, Schwartz. Uh, yeah, congrats, that Eric. I mean, that's, know, big, that's I, a big win. I'd was that like you? to take this opportunity to say that as a Forksonian, I, um, I admonish the Forks football team for you what disavow. they did to more, both. I, I admonish and disavow uh, for what they did to Morton White Pass. Not cool. Uh, this comment comes on Way the... Way to keep it in the cover, coverage. Yeah. You know, it's, it's important to me. This comment comes on the Mineral Lake water rights debate story. The comment says... There is an easy solution to those who oppose, buy the property. I'm not a fan of using government to force other people to do what you want with their property. What if a majority of city folks decided they liked undisturbed nature and told rural folks, you're not wanted in Mineral Lake and started pressuring folks out? And I never thought I would be agreeing with Jamie Lund in a comment section, but here we are. Oh, I don't know. Jamie Lund makes some reasonable takes. I, I was, yeah, I, I agree with him in this one. Yeah. Well put. Um, and of course, we have to come back to how to spend the $15 million from the American Rescue Plan. The commenters have spoken. One of them says, 
fix the com- fix the computer Centralia pool. Um, I didn't know we had a computer Agent, pool. They meant fix the Centralia pool. Come on, <laughs> sounds have, dope. We have a computer. I want to go to the computer pool. Sounds awesome. Next to the water bank. Never take your computer to the pool. Sounds like a health hazard, but still, sweet. Um, Build a wall to keep everyone from King County out. He said monorail, and I said, yes. Was that you? It was not me, but I almost commented. (laughs) Hey, more people agree with the monorail. It's got got some some momentum. You can get a monorail that drives you straight to the water bank and back, and baby, we're in business. And maybe to the youth camp. Uh, how about you guys put this money into school programs where money is actually needed, bring back a lot of school activities where the less fortunate kids have opportunities. Our youth is the future. Uh, they used the wrong R. Why do you it's, always call everyone out? Uh, you, what kind of ego do you You're talking about improving education and <laughs> they know, use R instead of our. I just like see you with the Leonardo DiCaprio Django meme at home just looking at people's like typos. <laughs> 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 Uh, the next commenter says it makes sense I mean they use a grammatical error but they're talking about like our schools need money right like clearly I get Mm -hmm. what the joke was supposed to be but I thought she made a good point I wasn't going to criticize her for typing with her thumbs Uh, it's a good point I will say it is a good comment is new fire truck but just truck not trucks it's going to be a 15 million million dollar fire truck that (laughs) thing's going to be awesome it's going to be a monster fire truck Mm -hmm. somebody said have the boring company do a tunnel like they are in Vegas the traffic in town is bonkers what town are you talking about sir <laughs> what harrison <laughs> avenue in centralia man i'm telling this you this is absurd that was like one of the building blocks of paul crowner's port of centralia run um and, and it's like a quarter of every bill moeller column <laughs> <laughs> they don't like it and then the next column just says let me hold something <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good and that concludes. I want to point uh, out they all didn't read the story where you had to go suggest these things, like on an actual <laughs> survey. But like they were just, you know, I'm just going to put it right here. Do you think if the county it. doesn't get enough survey suggestions, you're just going to post on Facebook and be like, "All right, fine." You don't want to know here. my comment, cynical opinion on government-led yeah. surveys. I don't think that it's going to do much of anything besides say we had the public input. Uh, yeah, it's going to be like a Bart Simpson runs for class president situation where everybody goes to the party and nobody votes. It's going to be broadband. It's going to be that's the correct answer. It's going to go to broadband. Uh, I guess I don't know. Bring that. High I kind of want to see that fifteen million dollar fire truck. I can't lie. Or the computer pool. <laughs> or the monorail. <laughs> the monorail. A lot of good ideas out the here. The monorail's good. Or maybe just get this guy a, that wants to hold something. Something. Stuff it into a big plastic pig and have it hanging from the ceiling. You guys get where I'm going with that? With Mischief <laughs> Chambers, <laughs> whole Squid Game action. Um, yeah, I really don't think we need a tunnel to avoid traffic. No, I think that's a. <laughs> I think that's a bit of a. That would cost yeah. more than fifty million dollars too to build a tunnel system that the same cars would then go into. Uh, one thing that comes up... This guy up, doesn't think that. I, no. Well, maybe he can move to Vegas where there is no traffic, according to I think to more passages over the railroad tracks in places where people have been hit and killed in the past, that'd be a good thing. Uh, yeah, what if we could just like move the train tracks like two miles west? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> just all of them. Now, now thinking west. of local politicians that have attempted to running, who considered moving the train tracks? I don't know. Did, did someone? Wasn't that, wasn't, that, wasn't that Curtis? I don't know. Didn't Curtis want to move the train tracks? I probably. Well, well, I know he wanted to do some stuff with dynamite. Oh, you're talking about Curtis Engel. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was lost there. I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, well, if you're going to blow up that whole hillside, you'd have to do something. Well, I think you could <laughs> solve the traffic issue with a monorail, too. Yeah, so, that's true. Let it go. Be honest. Just let it go. Just build the monorail. What's well, cheaper, monorail or tunnel? Or t- 
Uh, What's well, more monorail, cost effective? Monorail, you don't have to dig down. You just like put your sticks up and put your train tracks on top of it and toss your monorail up there, and you're good to go, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're just driving back and forth from Centralia to Chehalis. They found the project manager. Yeah. I'll your monorail, all right. <laughs> should we send it out on some good news coming up in Thursday's paper? We should. Uh, Isabel Vanderstoop has filed her story. Not available, so this is a podcast exclusive, folks. Oh, um, But she attended a, because she can do it all, but she attended a county board of health meeting and has written up a report with the headline, Lewis County now has adequate supply of monoclonal antibody treatment. Oh. And so that is a big deal, because uh, I could say that personally. I had a person close to me that was really struggling with COVID-19, um, rough, and then was able to find this treatment back when it was very rare, and it was like a night and day turnaround within a day mm-hmm. or two. So maybe that'll save more lives. Great. Yeah, that's good news. So, well, lots of, lots of good stuff coming on Thursday. Pick up the paper. Or go get a cup of coffee. Go get a coffee. Yeah, both. Uh, they also have those drinks that are like like a milkshake with cookies on top of it. Oh. I haven't tried one yet, but my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Aaron. What a way to just go over the top with it. I love it. Oh my God. Send me a link. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's all we got for this episode of News Dump. We're going to go dry out. We're going to, yeah, we're going to (laughs) go. Your hands are clammy. Um, And on that note, we're just going to wrap it up there. Thanks. Thanks.